These are colder, so we are inside tonight. Um, and today we are uh, worshiping with our World AIDS Day service. Um, I also wanted to let you know that Mosaic is a safe, affirming community of worship. We focus on seeking God and on welcoming, loving and releasing people to break stereotypes. Mosaic fosters acceptance, service to those in need, and a loud love for the LGBTQ plus community. Um, so tonight, we are going to have several different friends leading prayers uh, and reading through scriptures, all for World AIDS Day. Um, and to introduce this night, to get us started, we have our friends Melissa Parker and Jason Head from Health Services, and they have some like goodies for everybody, so I'm going to bring them up here, and they're going to tell us about some things we have here in the community. So if you will come on up here. They really are like the two coolest people, so... Uh, as soon as the service is done, you're going to want to go in the hallway. They have a table with goodies, too. So, my name is Melissa Parker, and... I was going to sit down. I wasn't going to sit in one of those things before. <laughs> <laughs> Jason here. And he needs to get out more if he thinks we're the two coolest people. Yeah, you know? this is true. So, this is true. <laughs> thank you all for having us this evening. Um, we've got some other community partners through uh, ADPH here right now, so we want to recognize and thank them for being here. Thank y'all for having us. We kind of started partnering with you guys maybe about a year or so ago, and uh, we're thankful for that opportunity. But uh, unfortunately, COVID hit, and so it's kind of changed some things with us. But um, we are thankful for partners um, like Mosaic, who are um, definitely supporting um, this community and, and so open um, for all individuals. And so that's what I think makes health services um, different. Actually, I wish you would mention Marvellus too, because Marvellus is also here. I believe you're a church member here as well, aren't you, Marvellus? You're a member of Mosaic, um, but he works he works alongside us at Health Services Center. We're very thankful to have him as well. Um, but yeah, we service 14 counties um, in Northeast Alabama, and so we have the opportunity to provide prevention services um, through what we do through our prevention department. But at a bigger spectrum than that. Um, we're an aid service organization, and so we um, service those that are living with, their lives are impacted with HIV and AIDS. And so today being World AIDS Day, um, just this last year, we were out in the courtyard area, and we were talking about what we were going to do for 2020. And uh, so we had some bigger plans and things like that, but we are thankful we at least do have this opportunity um, to uh, commemorate and remember those lives who've been impacted, those who have lost, and those who are living with. And so um, whether you know anybody that is living with or um, has been impacted, I, I guarantee that there's people that you know, servers at your restaurants, people in your church that are living with it. And so it's just one of those things that we're trying to break that stigma by talking about it, normalizing it, because it's no different than any other infectious disease, unfortunately. It's just the stigma that's associated with it. So um, that's what we're trying to bring to light today. And so for those of you who are live streaming, we do appreciate that. And we're just trying to normalize that conversation that, there, that those individuals that are living with are no different than you and me. It's just, you know, it's just something that's just impacting their life differently. So we are thankful for the opportunity. And uh, I'll let Melissa say a little bit. <laughs> um, when COVID hit, we had to change a lot of what we did, like everybody has done. Um, so the way that our clinic run completely, you know, of course, everything stopped in its tracks. And then we started getting our feet back under us, trying to figure things out. But we never stopped services, uh, never stopped anything that we do. Um, as far as our clinic goes. Our prevention department had to adjust a lot, but we never stopped doing walk-in um, HIV testing or if people called um, and needed an HIV test, we still go out and do that. We're trying to get back in the community a little bit and every time we do, every time we put our foot back out there, we have a new surge in COVID cases and we kind of have to scale back a little bit. But 
We're still doing HIV testing. We've never stopped. So if anybody you know needs an HIV test or wants to get tested, give us a call. You can Google uh, HIV testing near me and the Health Services Center pops up. Or if you're out of this area, the nearest testing um, place or agency or clinic will pop up also. We also do some um, HIV prevention services with PrEP, which is a once a day medication that you can take um, as a preventative uh, measure. And so all of those services are still there. We just do things a little bit differently, but we still serve the same population and the same people in the same area that we always have, just a little bit differently this time around. But um, hopefully we're getting back to where we were before. We, um, if you need anything, any uh, supplies, any promotional materials, any educational materials, please don't hesitate to look us up, Health Services Center, Anniston, Alabama, that'll usually pop up all of our information. Or you can, again, HIV testing, Google HIV testing near me, and our information comes up that way as well. So just give us a call, let us know, send us an email, get in touch with us however you can, um, and let us know what you need, and we're still here to serve you. The only other thing I'd like to add as well is I know you hear Aniston a lot, and so that does seem for some individuals that transportation element can be a little difficult for some, some people. And so we do also have a clinic here in Gadsden. Um, we don't, we're not here meeting four or five days a week, but we're here a couple of times a month. It's right behind um, Gadsden region, uh, RMC, excuse me, right off of Goodyear Avenue. And so if that's something that can be more convenient for, some, for yourself or someone you know, um, that's an option for you indiv for individuals as well. So just keep that in mind. And like I said, all our services are absolutely free. We don't charge for any of our services. Um, we do STI, STD screenings, the prep, everything that she mentioned, um, the pill that keeps you from coming into contact with HIV, all those are free. And, and of course, everything's confidential as well. So just know that. Absolutely. And if there's any questions, if you're not sure about something that we said, we're super you know, open and you can ask us at any time. Um, inquire whatever you need just let us know because we're still here to serve the community so yeah let us know thank you guys so much and for make sure you grab up. a freebie on the way out yes <laughs> we're not take one for your us. neighbor take one you know we have plenty out there so take as much as you want thank you <laughs> thank you so much thank y'all for having isn't it awesome that we have such cool people in our community doing great things it's pretty awesome so uh our next person coming up is Carrie Weaver, who's going to lead us in our call to worship, and she's going to be reading part of Psalm 103. Bless the Holy One, my soul. Let all that is within me bless God's name. Bless the Holy One, my soul. Remember all that God has done. Forgiving our sins, healing our diseases, delivering us from despair, crowning us with steadfast love and mercy, God will satisfy us with goodness all our lives. God will raise us up and renew our strength. And now from Gadsden First Methodist uh, Celebration Worship Team, we have Jay Hedgepath that's going to lead us in a song here. So thank you, Jay. Thank you, Andy. Thank you, Andy. Well, I, I apologize that I'm, I'm filling in for Molly Page tonight. So for any of y'all that know her, uh, she injured herself, I think, Saturday. So uh, unfortunately, you have to look at my ugly mug instead of her. 
But uh, Molly, if you're out there listening to us, we are thinking about you and hope that you heal up uh, tonight. So I want to start off by saying Merry Christmas. Christmas season is upon us. Uh, I am a part of the celebration service uh, worship team. And I would say for any of you who have not come to worship with us, you are definitely welcome. We meet on Sunday mornings uh, at 9 o'clock. So if if you're not... uh, still asleep then. I think we do have some people who choose to sleep in on Sundays, and that's cool too, but we would love to have y'all. So uh, we're going to start out uh, tonight one song that I particularly like. It's a Christmas-themed song. Uh, It's one that's not a typical carol. Uh, It was one I believe Phil Wickham had originally done. It's called Face of God. Mother holds a child tonight. All is calm and all is bright. She sings to him a lullaby. Oh, Gloria, I hear the angels singing, Gloria. All of the heavens are. Savior of the world is in her arms. She's staring at the face of God. The face of God. She looks upon the great I am. The gift of heaven in her. Born to save the sons of earth He was born to give them second birth Oh, Gloria I hear the angels singing Gloria All of the heavens ringing Gloria The same Staring at the face of God, the face of God, Gloria. I hear the angels singing, Gloria. All of the heavens are ringing, Gloria. Savior of the world is in her arms. Staring at the face of God. Face of God. Thank you, Jay, and thanks for being awesome. Thanks for helping us out tonight and being here. 
Um, I want to call up Rochelle Pridemore, Reverend Rochelle Pridemore from uh, Resurrection Episcopal Church. She's our good friend here at Mosaic. And I got to tell you, Resurrection Episcopal Church is really cool, and they have an awesome, awesome reverend there right now. So we're so glad you're with us. Thanks, Andy. It's great to be with you all here today. Let us pray. Gracious God, our constant help and strength, we come to you in prayer for our church, our community, and our world. For all of our lives have been affected by HIV and AIDS. Reach out to us with your healing, saving touch. Draw us together in wholeness and true community. Extend your loving embrace to the excluded and the fearful, so that all may know your life-giving power and love through Jesus Christ, the healer of the world. Amen. A few quick words with you this evening. Growing up in the 1980s, uh, I remember very clearly this new thing called AIDS. I remember a lot of news coverage that was information and studies and scientifically framed reports, but I also remember a lot of fear, as of course in those early days there was simply so much that wasn't known or understood, and AIDS affected individuals so differently. While the understanding of the virus and the available treatment, of course, have drastically improved, the hope of a cure is on the horizon, yet today we remember that that journey isn't over yet. The biggest challenge to eliminating HIV and AIDS is that where it strikes the most fiercely is typically among the poor and the marginalized and those in places of great difficulty. While this is, of course, mostly true in faraway places like Africa or the Philippines, it's also true to some degree here at home. I find this parallel very striking as the poor, the marginalized, and those who suffer are the very places that people of faith generally and church communities specifically are already called to serve. Fear is a powerful and instinctual reaction that's part of our human nature. It's part of how we survive, right? It's why we don't rush into the lion's den or in front of a moving train. But fear is also what separates us from each other. It's what turns our neighbors into an other rather than a person. It's what prevents us from connecting to one another. Fear of what we don't understand or what we can't control or what is fearful. Is it any wonder that the phrase, do not be afraid, or a variation of it, appears over a hundred times in the Bible? As people of faith, we are challenged by our faith to live in love rather than in fear, as there is no fear in love. Perfect love casts out all fear. For those who have been ostracized or stigmatized by the world, where else should the labels and judgments of the world be challenged and cast aside, but by those who believe that every single person is made in the image of God, is beloved of God, and should in turn be loved and made welcome. Tonight we remember all those who have been lost to HIV and AIDS, all those who have suffered, all those who still suffer, and those who care for the suffering. But most especially, we hope for a day when HIV and AIDS is no more. 
Friends, live in hope. And remember that God made you, God sees you, God knows you, and God loves you. Amen. I'm just going to read a few facts from the UNAIDS website. Um, and some of these were facts I had no idea about. Um, here's the first one. If you become ill, could you have access to medical services needed? Every year, 100 million people are pushed into extreme poverty trying to pay for health care. Can you imagine being arrested for protecting your health? Possession of a condom is often used as evidence of sex work, which is criminalized or punished in 98 countries. I was shocked by that one. If you became ill, would you be able to be, be able to get the treatment you need? 12.6 million people living with HIV still do not have access to HIV treatment. Would gender be a barrier to going to school? Nearly 34 million secondary school-age girls in sub-Sahara Africa do not have access to secondary education. That was in 2018. Every week, around 5,500 young women aged 15 to 24 years old become infected with HIV. In sub-Sahara Africa, five in six new infections among young adolescents aged 15 to 19 years old are girls. Young women aged 15 to 24 are twice as likely to be living with HIV than a man. At least 68 countries have laws that criminalize same-sex relationships. And here's some facts from 2019. 81% of all the people living with HIV knew of their status, while about 7.1 million people did not know they were living with HIV. Here I'm going to call Kennedy up to read our prayer of confession. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. God has already set us free from the power of sin and death. By the power of the Holy Spirit, we are beloved children of God. Therefore, with confidence in God's abundant mercy, let us confess our sins against God and one another. Let us pray. God of grace, you know our sinful ways. We have tried to deny the realty of AIDS. We have neglected sisters and brothers in need. We have been silent when you called us to speak out. We have stepped back in fear instead of reaching out in love. Have mercy on us, living God. Restore us to right relationships with you and with one another through Christ our Redeemer. Hear the good news of the gospel. There is nothing in life or in death that can ever separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven and free. Thanks be to God. Now I have a short devotion tonight. And I know people that come to Mosaic are like, yeah, right, it's not going to be short. You ramble on forever. So I'll try to be short. Um, but i got to say, start off by saying education treatment for HIV and AIDS has come a long way. And we have a lot to celebrate, right? We have a lot to celebrate, but there's still a lot more work to be done. I can remember, uh, it was probably six or seven years ago, uh, the youth group here at this church, we were uh, doing local mission work. And we were also, uh, for five days, we were just going to serve in the local community. But we also had this goal 
to build a well in Mozambique. We were going to raise the money to have a well built. And actually, this youth project was also with uh, Reverend Rochelle's church, um, Resurrection Episcopal Church as well, and several other youth groups. But in doing so, in building this well in Mozambique, raising the money, it made me research Mozambique a lot. And I realized it was more than just clean water they needed. There was a lot of problems with extreme poverty. Um, there was issues with needing food. Uh, but there was also a, a lack of education with HIV and AIDS. I read a book about a missionary uh, who went to uh, help with clean water and food in Mozambique but realized one of the biggest needs they had was education uh, around HIV and AIDS. They were, this person realized that a lot of women were becoming pregnant and not realizing that they had HIV, they didn't know how they were getting HIV, and they were not getting treatment because they didn't know it existed and they didn't even know they had HIV. So there's a lot of work to still be done. And I know countries like Mozambique, the statistics might be getting a little bit better, but there's still work to be done, and we wait we wait for that work to be done. But I think about it, this is the year of waiting for all of us, isn't it? Uh, this has been the year of waiting for a COVID vaccine for all of us, has it not been? And in the church world, we call this time of year Advent, the season of waiting. But I think we've been in a year of waiting. We've been a, in a year of Advent. And uh, why they call it Advent in the church is from this time until Christmas, we are talking about those scriptures and waiting for the birth of Jesus. Um, there, we read scriptures about people that are longing for Jesus. Um, they're waiting, and we even see books of the Old Testament where they're prophesying about the birth of Jesus, anticipating something so much better. In the Old Testament, one of the scriptures we hear is Isaiah 40. Uh, one through three, I hear this. It says, comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly to Jerusalem and proclaim to her that her hard service has been completed, that her sin has been paid for, that she has received from the Lord's hand double for all her sins, a voice of one calling into the wilderness. Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Then I'm going to skip to verse 11 because I love this part. It says, he tends his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lamb in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those who have young. I just pictured that scripture today in one of my Advent readings about Jesus just taking us in his arms and taking care of us, keeping us close to his heart. It's been a hard year for everybody, right? It's been a year of waiting, um, waiting for things to get back to normal. And that's the scripture we have uh, in, in our Advent right now that I was reading. And then it leads right into, I don't know if you noticed, but it talked about a voice in the wilderness. And that was talking about John the Baptist preparing the way of Jesus. Uh, in Mark 1, uh, verse 3, it says, A voice of one calling in the wilderness, saying, Prepare the way of the Lord, make straight the path for him. John the Baptist is saying, Hey, get ready, people. Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. So people are waiting, they're anticipating and you've heard Jesus called Emmanuel, God with us, the kingdom of God here on earth. They're awaiting for something more. They're hoping for the one who brings love, peace, hope, and joy. And we see throughout the stories of Advent when they talk about God with us, they also say wonderful counselor, prince of peace. I don't know, but when I, when I think about Advent, I'm reminded before Jesus comes, the heart of God in the Old Testament God was always with the poor. God was always caring for the outcast, the refugee, the slave. Um, that is the heart of God. And then we see it in the, the Advent story. 
We see in the Advent story the birth of Jesus is going to be shared with the wise men, right? These are our common folk working out in the field. God didn't send the angels to bring this message to uh, the, the, the highest rulers of the day or the religious elite. God didn't send the angels to the uh, televangelist with like five uh, planes in his backyard. No, it was to the shepherds, the common people. Good news. Then we see the story of, of, in Advent, we see the story of the mother of Jesus from a small town of Nazareth. Not a highly thought of place. It was a simple town. That's who uh, Jesus comes into this story with. And we know that Mary knew full well that Jesus was coming. Coming to bring good news to the poor, to the sick, to the outcasts. That's who Jesus was coming to. In Mary's prayer, if you've never read Mary's prayer, it's in Luke 1. I would encourage you to do it this Advent season. Uh, but I'm just going to read part of Mary's song. It, uh, in verse 51, it says this. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their innermost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but has sent the rich away empty. Jesus is about to shake things up. People are longing for this. They're waiting for it. Jesus is going to bring hope to the oppressed, the people who are hungry. Emmanuel, God with us, coming to show us love. We see, we see Emmanuel come and be born in the most humble way. Coming to bring good news to all people. All people. But whenever I think about Jesus bringing good news to all people, I'm especially hopeful that this good news is to those who have been outcast. Those who the religious leaders of the day look down upon, Jesus comes to bring them good news. Good news to the poor. Good news to those who are sick. Emmanuel, God with us. But what can Advent and these scriptures and this story have to do with World AIDS Day? But here's, here's what my take home was when I was reading some of these Advent scriptures and thinking, what would God have me do? Number one, I'm reminded Emmanuel, God with us. Jesus came, came into the world in a humble way because he loves us, each one of us. Jesus cares for us. Those days when any of us feel alone or unloved, know that Jesus came for you. You are loved and cared for. I'm reminded that in Jesus' life, he often went after the people that felt unloved. People that were kind of outcasts, Jesus went after them. He would leave the 99 to go after the one. Number two, I'm reminded, well, let me say on that one, Emmanuel, God with us, it also reminds me if God loves me that much, I'm also called to love other people. And yes, even the ones that are really annoying that drive us crazy. All right, my second takeaway from all of this is common people are used in the birth story of Jesus in the Advent story. Outcasts, misfits, people from small towns like Nazareth, shepherds, um, People like John the Baptist who are just a little bit different, right? God's going to use all kinds of people in the Advent story, and it's the least expected. God wants to use us this World AIDS Day. Number three, that I learned the kingdom of heaven that Jesus speaks about, that we hear about in the Advent story. Jesus tells us how to treat people, how to love people. And within that, when we think about World AIDS Day, we are called to help end the stigma I've seen this posted so much when I've researched about World AIDS Day, I always see end the stigma. I was taught a lot, and Pastor, uh, Reverend Rochelle talked about it too, I was taught a lot of misinformation in the 80s and 90s when I was younger. But how can I help end the stigma? How can you help end the stigma? 
I think one of those things we can do is call it out when we hear misinformation said uh, about HIV and AIDS, speak up, talk about it. I know a lot of that misinformation that I heard was within the walls of the church in the 90s. It's okay, we need to speak up and say, hey, that's not right, let's talk about this. Number two, I think education, encourage education. Um, tomorrow, tell people you went to a World AIDS Day service, talk about it, talk about it. Encourage education in our schools and in our community about HIV and AIDS. Encourage testing. Send people to our great friends at Health Services, they're awesome. We have a LinkedIn special, a specialist here at Mosaic who will help you out if you wanna get tested. Uh, if you have a business or have an event, invite health services to come up and set a table up. They would love it. This is a way we can, we can be a part of this. Encourage medical treatment. Encourage uh, medical treatment to be available for all people in any way that you can. Then lastly, I'm encouraged to pray for our friends who are working with the Department of Health, LinkedIn specialists. Pray for our friends that are helping others on the front lines. We prayed all the time in church, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And when we think about the kingdom of heaven, uh, what would that look like? I would say stigma is erased, education is given, and medical assistance is available to everybody who needs it. That's the heart of God. And that's what we're longing for. As people of God, we are called to help do that. So a lot of people are waiting they're waiting for relief, they're waiting for treatments in other parts of the world, especially when I think about them. As we anticipate what God is doing, um, may God change our hearts and lives this Advent season. And maybe we can consider asking God, what are you doing to call us to help others? How can we help others right now? Because there's many people waiting for help to come. Let's pray. Loving God, I pray that you will help each one of us to see what it is you're calling us to do. I pray that you will help us be more educated um, when it comes to HIV and AIDS and show us how we can help others. Show us creative ways that we can be used in the community. We ask this in Jesus' name, amen. I'm gonna ask my good friend Marvellus to come up. He is the coolest person that I know um, and uh, has a super cool outfit on today too. So uh, it's gonna lead us in a prayer as well. Good evening. This is the prayer for healing from 1 Corinthians 12. Holy God, you have made us, to, made us one body, the body of Christ. When one member suffers, we all suffer together. When one member is honored, we all rejoice. Hear now our prayer for the church, the community, and the world, for all who are sick and suffering, that they may know your comfort and care. God of mercy, hear our prayer for families, friends, partners, and children, that they may, they may show your amazing love. God of mercy, hear our prayer for doctors, nurses, caregivers, that they may extend your healing touch. God of mercy, hear our prayer for those engaged in research and study, that they may receive your wisdom. God of mercy, hear our prayer. For equal access to living, saving medicines, medications, that your justice may flow down like water. God of mercy, 
hear our prayer. For the end of stigma and discrimination, that all your children may be reconciled. God of mercy, hear our prayer for healing and fullness of life that for all, that we may glimpse your new creation. God of mercy, hear our prayer. Holy God, you have given us many good gifts and have called us to love and serve one another. Even, even as Christ Jesus has loved us, use the gifts that you have given us for common good, renewing hope, restoring life, reconciling all that is broken as you fulfill your eternal purpose for all the world. Through Jesus the Christ, amen. Now Jay's going to come and lead us in another song. Had to make sure I remembered how the little lick went. Y'all forgive me. Um, this last song tonight is, uh, it's not necessarily a church song. It's not a church song at all. Um, but I think it, it applies today very well uh, as a, to me, a song of healing. Um, it's, it's one of my more favorite songs to listen to uh, anywhere. And I, I think it, it um, goes really well with this service here. This is a song by Coldplay called Fix You. You try your best, but you don't succeed. You get what you want, not what you need. down 
Gospel of John chapter 10 verse 10 Jesus said the thief comes to steal and to kill and to destroy but I come to bring you life and life abundantly HIV AIDS has been the thief that has stolen and has killed and has destroyed too many lives for too long Don't be afraid of this baby, is what the angel told Mary and Joseph. Don't be afraid of this Jesus who's coming. Because this Jesus is the Savior. This Jesus comes to bring life and life abundantly. That's my prayer as we close, is the thing that we all want, not just existence, but life life abundantly can be experienced by more and more people and people with HIV AIDS too. Thank you for coming tonight and let's pray together. Oh Lord, as we 
go through this season of waiting. We ask for our open hearts that we might hear the whisper of your spirit in our hearts and in our ears. We ask for open eyes that we might see where we might help somebody else. For open hands that we might give the resources that we have to give. Lord, comfort the grieving hearts for those who will go through the holidays and, and experience grief that is magnified ten times over. Bring your healing to those who, who need that healing touch. Give strength and protection to those people who are working so hard to bring health and life and abundance to our healthcare workers, our first responders, and to caregivers or the unspoken people behind the scenes that are waiting by bedsides and holding hands. For all those who are afraid, God, give your peace. Be Prince of Peace. And for all of us, Lord, renew our hope. Renew our hope in this Savior who is Christ the Lord. For it is in Christ's name that we pray. Amen. I think this is the...